to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back, Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Uh, coming up this hour, we will talk to Mitch Holtis in about 15 minutes, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. They will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Pretty big game uh, this weekend as the Eagles pay a visit to Arrowhead Stadium. That place will be bonkers after their Chiefs. Uh, got off to the start that they did by knocking off the defending Super Bowl champs. And then about one forty, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. We'll talk to Sip about a couple of things. Their game this week against Northern Illinois, but more so just kind of the reaction uh, from the announcement earlier in the week that the Big Ten is going to switch up the uh, final weekend of the regular season. Trent, you know what? The, the more I think about this, the more that I really believe that it's the Big Ten that's trying to be proactive instead of locking themselves into a game that year after year might not be as big as potentially something else could be in that spot. Let's not forget that's rivalry weekend. That's mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a ton of big games that week. And I don't think that it's going to get overshadowed. I mean it's gonna there in most uh, most cases, most years you would think one of the teams will be contending for a Big Ten West title. Um in this case with Wisconsin and Iowa down the road. But good for Jim Delaney thinking kind of, you know, out of the box, if you will, instead of locking themselves in and and just, um, you know, content with what they've got. Well, and also providing probably some flexibility going forward. If they would have continued through 2021, then you're talking about a decade of Black Friday with Iowa-Nebraska, and that becomes a bigger tradition. Now with this, if Iowa starts to falter, all right, well, we'll go to Nebraska-Wisconsin mm-hmm. for that final game in 2022. Options. It's good to have options. Absolutely. What if Minnesota? You know, we've heard, I, I've heard it for my whole lifetime, they're a sleeping giant. Yeah. Well, P.J. Fleck does wake up that giant. Well, let's go back to having Wisconsin-Minnesota play that mm-hmm. final. The flexibility that it provides, I think, does a whole lot instead of locking yourselves right. in. And, and the flexibility, too, of that Black Friday game where – you can make the determination, and we talked yesterday, does Iowa-Wisconsin go there? Maybe Penn State-Michigan State could be a part of that. That's a game that's played on the final weekend every year, too. It's pretty much lost in the shuffle because of Michigan-Ohio State. Uh, that happens on that That'll Saturday. That'll do that so, with that matchup. Right, right. So, But if you see it, and Penn State is continually as dominant as we've seen the last year and a half now, if that continues on, hey, let's find this spot for Penn State and get them kind of their own window. Flexibility. And Delaney... Hey, a lot of people call him the smartest guy in the room. He might Wherever be. he walks in, this is another reason. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Trent, uh, Teddy Greenstein, Chicago Tribune, asked a question on Twitter today. Uh, Teddy covers the Big Ten uh, for the for the Chicago Tribune. And he, I don't know if it was rhetorical or what, but you know, what's the best matchup in the Big Ten this week? Week three, Big Ten. Have you seen some of the matchups in the Big Ten this week? They're not pretty. They're awful. <laughs> this is a layup week, and this has been a continued issue, I guess, for the Big Ten going into play, and that's why... You're seeing, including those schedules in 20 and 21, where you're seeing more early conference Mm -hmm. matchups is because, well, when everybody plays somebody good the first two weeks, somebody bad, and then a layup in your third week, these are the weeks that you get. Is Purdue-Missouri maybe the best game of the weekend? I mean, Wisconsin-BYU. BYU, this will be their fourth game already. BYU can't score. No, they They can't can't move. Shut up by LSU. Northern Illinois-Nebraska, Air Force at Michigan. I want to watch tomorrow night Illinois at Southern uh, at South Florida. 
who's been a discipline. How are they still ranked? Great question. I don't. Know. They've been. I mean, some against some bad teams. Bowling Green, Northwestern. Oof. I think the best game in the Big Ten, quite honestly, is on the SEC Network. Purdue and Mizzou. Yeah. At least there'll be points in that game, right? You would think. I mean, you know, Missouri's going to score, and Purdue's yeah. got two quarterbacks. Yeah, they're, they're, it's going to be an entertaining both one, pretty yeah. good, But it's a down week in the Big Ten. But you know what? College football, just some weeks are better than others, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> NFL happens Find another game. Too. Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. it happens more so in the NFL than, uh, than in college football. Well, what about the Iowa game with North Texas? You know, this is not going to be the same outfit we saw McCarney bring in here two years ago. Yeah. This but, team looks better offensively. Mm-hmm. At least has some kind of pulse. But it's always the same when you see this kind of matchup. And it's the story in today's register. You know, will they be able to sit some of the stars? Oh, yeah. We talk about this every week, every year, it seems like, when, when I was got one of those, you know, teams in their building that they're favored three touchdowns as they are against North Texas. Are they going to be able to play the backup quarterback? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to sit some of the whoever? Is Tristan Wirfs going to get his first right, look? But it never seems to go that way right. that they get that luxury of being able to sit some of those guys down. Now, I think that this weekend will, but does, we talked about Iowa State and kind of a letdown after the Cyhawk game. I'm not saying I was going to lose. They're not going to lose this football game, but it might be closer than we think for that very reason. I, I believe so. I've said that Penn State's coming prime time yes. next week. The the uh, the old adage, the letdown look ahead factor, letdown after it's rival game the looking luxury, ahead. Uh, the sandwich, the sandwich game, game. right? Yes. Proverbial. And, and here it is. Yeah, I see Iowa sleepwalking through this one. It'll be seventeen-seven at the half. A lot of grumbling in the stands. Mm-hmm. I, I can. I can see this one happening from a mile away. And they'll roll on and win it 31-14. They won't cover, and, and people will be grumbling, and you listen to sound off after the game, and everybody will be fired up, and that they're going to get beat by 40 by Penn State. Yeah, I can see this one a million miles away. I think that's what's going to happen for Iowa this I weekend. Too. And we're not going to see much Tristan Worse, and we're not going to see the reshuffling of the offensive line. And A.J. Epines is not going to get his 30 snaps this week. On and on and on. But he is building up to that, don't you think? I mean, what was it, 10 the first week in the sci hockey was, what, 16, did I read? Yeah, yeah. Mid-teens? He still struggles. Uh, against the run. And containment. Just mm-hmm. what they ask their defensive ends to do a lot of times, you know, set that, that you know, That's a better way of putting it, in containment. Yeah, I agree with he's, you. He's not there. He's got his bull rush, and boy, is it good. Oh. That play where he went and he basically lifted uh, Campos off the ground. Yeah. I know. Gets kid. your attention, doesn't it? Because Jake Campos, mm-hmm. pretty good football player. Yeah, his final year. He's not going back next year. And a 22-year-old football player. Mm-hmm. You're lifting that dude off the ground. He's, he's got talents that you just don't see make it to Iowa City. Alabama gets these guys. LSU yeah, gets these guys. Right. Notre Dame gets those guys. Iowa doesn't get those guys. And when you see it for the first time that young in their career, it, it's awesome to see. Yeah, and you just you don't want to you don't want to wish any of those games away, but uh, you just wonder. Fast forwarding it down the road, how good uh, how good he's going to be? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that this is going to be a um, more of a struggle than I think that you would normally believe that it would be for mm-hmm. those very reasons. And the Seahawks game still got to be resonated with those kids. It has to be. That was a phenomenal football game. You're down that much in the fourth quarter. Great comeback, uh, and then. Uh, Smith Marset with the with the with the touchdown to win the darn thing is a true freshman. This is a sophomore quarterback. Although I'll say this about Nate Stanley. Just listening to him, I, or I saw him on the Big Ten Network. Um, they had a uh, one of the female anchors over there had him on earlier in the week. I don't know if you saw that. I did, about four-minute piece. Yeah, about a four-minute yeah. piece. Um, doesn't get too high. No. Doesn't get too low. 
He's kind of, um, you know, he's not the quarter. He's not what you would think of necessarily as a quarterback, a raw, raw guy, a real leadership type of guy. Maybe he'll become that as he, you know, as he becomes a junior or a senior, but maybe he won't at the same time. I mean, that's just his personality. And you don't have to be. Not every quarterback has to be rah rah mm-hmm. or grab guy by the face mask. Right. You know, I don't see him doing that either. No, no, and different kind of quarterbacks can get it done. I mean, you look at personality types from from Tom Brady to Peyton Manning. Personality wise, they're different. They're different kind of people, but in the end, they both got it done. So right. you can be different, and there's been everything in between those two guys. So, but the concern, and we talked about this before the season, because what do we hear from the beep guys? They're worried about him, the the leadership part, you know, that part of it. Can you get away with it? As a quarterback. As a quarterback. I still wonder. You know, things have gone well. Mm -hmm. They've won the first two games. Mm -hmm. You get beat. You get drubbed. He has a three-pick game. You know, those. if he's going to start for three years, there's going to be a couple clunkers. In yeah, there. There's, there has to be. It just it, it happens to it's every college football. Yes. Yeah. And know, when that happens... How does a guy with that kind of makeup, how does he react? I just. Well, if he reacts like he did against going into Jack Trice Stadium, it didn't bother him a bit. Nope. At least it didn't seem like that. It really didn't. I was blown away by his performance. First start on the road, he. That, look, that's the reason, main reason I picked Iowa State to win the football game. I, I just wasn't buying it. You know, when you go back to Chuck Hartley, who joined us in the previous segment, that podcast will be up, uh, what, what time, roughly? 2 uh, 2 15. So. Yep. Just raving about Brian Ferentz. What yeah. I mean, this is a guy, and, and he's not the only. I mean, all for the most part, if, if former Hawks get an opportunity to watch their former team play, they're going to play and watch the game from the position that they played and the perspective that they play. And watching Chuck rave about Brian Ferentz, I mean, Brian Ferentz is opening some eyes over there and answering, opening, but answering more questions. I think because this was a. Uh, you know that was one of the things that was lingering out there. Uh, did he get? His, does he deserve to have this mm-hmm. gig? Would he have this gig if he was a uh, gig if he was Brian Smith, not Brian Ferentz? Well, he's answered every single question in in a positive fashion and and doing some of the things that Greg Davis. He just like he fell into that rut and he couldn't get himself out of that rut. Brian Ferentz, two weeks in, you don't know what's coming. Drives me nuts this argument of people that. Say the Greg Davis regime wasn't as bad as as you or you or me say whoever says it was bad, even in their twelve and zero regular season. Well, you he led them to an undefeated regular season. He did. He was the offensive coordinator for that in their two biggest games that year against Wisconsin against Nebraska. C.J. Beathard didn't even throw for a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. That was more defense. That was right. that's what led to the twelve and zero. It wasn't the offense. This is it's pretty simple. It's going back to what they did before under Ken O'Keefe with some wrinkles that Brian certainly brought in. You can see that, too. But it's the things that people have been begging for for five years. Mm-hmm. Get the ball up the seams. Get it to the tight end. Use mismatches. Stretch the field out. It never happened under Greg Davis. It never worked with what he wanted to do in the passing game, what Kirk wants to do in the running game. Now you're back to something that actually makes sense for Iowa football. Yeah, I, I never forget how many. I mean, C.J. Fedorowicz got a really nice contract. It could have been so much bigger if they just would have oh. taken advantage of that seam route to him time after time after time. You just wonder when are they going to do that? I mean, if I'm sitting in my living room in Ankeny and I can, I and I realize that the, yeah. you're, you're missing something here, what what was going on? Imagine Tony Moyaki running those routes and then oh Fedorowitz afterwards, and yeah. well, it disappeared with well, Fedorowitz. We're seeing with no offense. At least we did uh, earlier. Yes. Boy, this kid's future is uh, through the Hawkinson roof. made a couple of plays he on did. Saturday, yeah, and he an, did. another guy that redshirt freshman, athletic. Mm-hmm. Watching him at Sheridan. 
this kid, I, I've loved this kid. I've raved about him since he was in high school. I think he's going to have a big career. A couple of mismatches. they got guys that can block it. They have weapons. All of a sudden, Iowa football offensively has weapons. Who would have yeah. thought, huh? Well, and, and the other thing about Chuck, too, the, the fact that he pointed out that, that Brian Ferentz was willing to go to a true freshman instead of a senior and Matt Vandenberg on that, and that, and that play that ultimately uh, the game-winning play, uh, that's that speaks volumes. I think. Uh, yeah, willing to take that chance to put that freshman on the field, especially when you go back to what happened to him the week before. You know, by putting the ball on the ground, you're wondering how long he's going to be in this doghouse for. Well, he got out of it right away, and it's a good thing. And uh, they set that play up beautifully. They had run something very similar with the motion receiver just running a crackback block on a run play. So I'm sure that's what I remember. His PV out there. Regardless of who, yeah, who got yeah, beat that's inside. Side, yeah. But I'm sure he was, all right, well, here comes that run play again. They're trying to bounce it to the outside, and he gets beat by Amir Marset. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's fun to watch. It's Iowa football under Kirk Ferentz that I remember. Those are those are the good memories of the offense. I was never an O'Keefe hater. Were there times that hey, get a little predictable, you know, same kind of routines that you fall into? Absolutely. But I understood what they were at least trying to do. Five years of Greg Davis. I still remember the first game sitting at Soldier Field against Northern Illinois. And I look over to my buddy I'm sitting next to, and I said, I blanking hate the Greg Davis offense. And, and I said it somewhat in jest and right. also with an eight-pack in me. So that also had something but to do with it. you didn't change your opinion, did you? <laughs> it didn't. Five years later, I just, what he wanted to do, it doesn't work with Kirk's philosophy of the zone-blocking scheme and the run game that they have. It was a marriage that would never work, no matter the talent that they had around him at least to even be an above-average offensive team. I think they can get there back again now with Brian and Ken back at the helm there offensively. Mm. We'll switch gears into the NFL game. We'll go. The Chiefs host the Philadelphia Eagles. The play-by-play voice of the Chiefs is Mitch Holtis. He's with us every Thursday to uh, look back at the previous week's game and ahead to next week's game while we're here. Uh, and Mitch will join us next. Still to come, Stephen M. Sippel, about 140, Lincoln Journal star. We'll go inside the Huskers and uh, get the reaction from Lincoln and uh, Nebraska as uh, the Black Friday game with Iowa is moving off the schedule uh, not too far down the road. We'll get to Stephen M. coming up. Mitch Holtis is next. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. You are not alone. The illness is not your fault. Never give up hope. NAMI of Greater Des Moines provides education, support, and advocacy for individuals living with mental illness and their families within Polk, Dallas, Madison, and Warren counties. You can support NAMI of Greater Des Moines by participating in their annual benefit golf tournament on Friday, September the 15th at Toad Valley Golf Course. For more information, visit their website, namigdm.org, or call their office, 515-850-1467. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Are you in the mood for real? 
classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented my pillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager at Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud sponsor of the Polk City Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Polk City. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these members. Boulders Inn & Suites, Polk City. Country Clippers. Ethos Design Group Incorporated. Grinnell State Bank. 95 KGGO FM Classic Rock Metro Waste Authority North Polk Community School District Polk City Chiropractic Provident Consulting South Story Bank and Trust The Cutting Edge Tournament Club of Iowa The Polk City Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these members. Learn more about the Polk City Chamber of Commerce online at polkcitychamber.com. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. It's that time of the year again. Football's right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG, Kansas City Chiefs football on your radio this coming Sunday. Uh, the kickoff is at noon, pregame at 11 o'clock. Uh, Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, the 1-0 Kansas City Chiefs, who've been off since a week ago tonight, a week ago tonight. They shocked the NFL, at least some people, that thought the Patriots were invincible. That was not the case, Mitch Holtis. Trent Condon and Ken Miller, thanks for coming on. How are you? Well, I don't know. The Patriots were 102-0 and at home, leading going into the fourth quarter under the Brady-Belichick era. So the Chiefs did overcome a lot, but now they're refocused, guys, because here come the Eagles. Yeah, and it's uh, it's Andy Reid against his old team and uh, Peterson, et cetera, et cetera. But just real quick to go back, and, and what a debut uh, last week. Um, I mean... <laughs> Who saw the the Hunt story coming at least in week one? A buck fifty or whatever it was that he rushed for. Kareem Hunt, what a uh, way to start a career! Well, and not only the buck fifty rushing, but he had almost a hundred yards receiving. It was a basically the equivalent, the football equivalent of a double double, and it was the most yards by a rookie in his opening game in NFL history. You go back to nineteen twenty one of all purpose yards. So I mean that's going to be pretty hard to top, but. If people were listening during our training camp reports, when I was on with Trent from St. Joe, it was the second week or third week of the reports where I, I focused on the rookie class. And everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes, and they should. But the second day, on a Tuesday, I talked exclusively about Kareem Hunt. And I said the guy that's going to make the most immediate impact and could be profound would be Kareem Hunt. Well, I didn't think it'd be a double-double in his first game. But, Ken, the Chiefs have found themselves a running back. This dude can play. We've seen Alex Smith in the preseason take some more shots than it seemed like he did in the past. Certainly was the case Thursday. Was that Patrick Mahomes being brought in? Is it something that has pushed Alex Smith to another level? No, you can forget the home Mahomes stuff on that. I mean, that's why that's kind of a popular thought, but honestly it has nothing to do with it. I don't care if you're the Earlham Cardinals or your Grandview <laughs> or your Iowa or Iowa State. To throw the ball downfield, everybody's like, oh, the ball downfield. To do that, you need to have somebody that's open that can catch it, right? That's a nice thing to have. Two, you have to have the time to be able to throw that ball. If you don't, if you can't check both of those boxes, trying to throw the ball downfield is usually a very dangerous thing. Now, Alex Smith maybe has been reluctant to take some chances only because he hasn't had, he hasn't been able to check both boxes. But as long as Tyreek Hill breaks the huddle. And if this offensive line can protect, it'll be even a bigger challenge this week against the Eagles front, then you're going to see him take some shots. But Alex Smith in 13 years has trained himself. He's like 18 and 49 with one pick and like 80-something and 20 with, with no pick. So he, he's not going to throw it down there just to chuck it down there. He wants to know that something 
the high probability that something really good is going to happen if he does. Mm. Uh, Mitch Holtis is our guest. Mitch, uh, the Eric Berry news, uh, obviously the worst part to come away, uh, from uh, last Thursday night. How did he overcome this, not only on the field but in the locker room? Uh, this is one of the leaders. Uh, Eric Berry's loss, what does it mean to this team? Yeah, it's, it's a different layers of, of an impact here because you alluded to it on the field and off the field. I mean, you've got this multi-time pro bowler, cancer survivor, really one of the NFL's biggest impact players. Uh, but if Andy Reid has done one thing here in Kansas City now going into his fifth year, it is that he has built a winning culture. And with 45 wins in four, in a, four years in a, win, in a game, uh, the whole next man up thing, a lot of coaches will say it, but you look in their eyes and they're like, they really don't believe it. Andy makes you think that and believe it. You cannot replace Eric Berry. This is going to take a mixture of a lot of things and a whole bowl of fruit to replace an apple here, and this is one of the shiniest apples in the NFL. Now, I will, I will segue into this week's game with that because you are facing 18, guys, centered on the tight end 35% of the time in week one. Carson Wentz, Iowa State fans know about him beating him. He beat K-State in Manhattan when he, you know, four national titles. But he targeted the tight end ten times last week against Washington. And that's normally the guy that Eric Berry would be covering. So it's even more important. You're going to find out right away if the Chiefs can deal with the loss, especially playing this opponent, this quarterback, and his tight ends, most notably Zach Ertz. Well, and a coaching staff on the other side that certainly knows Andy Reid and the Chiefs very well, Doug Peterson, long-time connection between those two, both as a player for Peterson and then, of course, offensive coordinator with the Chiefs and with them well back in the day here. Uh, two guys that know each other well, how does that play out in your mind Sunday? Well, it is. I mean, that's going to be my open, really. It's mirror, mirror on the wall, although mm. Andy it just talked to me. He goes, there's some San Diego influence with the staff. This isn't completely just pure Doug. So it's not exactly the same, but it's pretty close. Now, I've often quoted the New York Times bestseller that was written about my hometown, Our Boys, by Joe Drape, about the Smith Center, Kansas football program, uh, which had an amazing run, the nation's longest winning streak. But on Monday night on Andy's show, in fact, I'm going to feature this on on Fox 17 uh, tomorrow night as well, that page 199 of the book, because when you're a longtime coach and successful, you have disciples. And the coach at Smith Center then, Coach Barta, the legendary coach, is getting ready to play one of his former quarterbacks who was a coach now in the, in the playoffs at another school. And he said he hated to coach against his protégés, his prodigies, I should say. But he, the thought of losing to one of them was even worse. And that's where Andy Reid's at this week. The thought of losing to Doug Peterson is probably one of the worst thoughts Andy's got. So he's going to do everything in his power to prevent that. Uh, did Justin Houston uh, erase all doubts whether he's going to be able to get back to the Justin Houston that uh, uh, that so terrorized uh, offenses a couple of years ago? He looked, uh, at least last Thursday, Mitch, that Justin Houston is all the way back. My second report from camp was on him. It was on August the 1st and a Tuesday. I remember it very well because can I just talk to the team? Andy Reid has me talk to the team at the beginning of camp for one minute. But when I got done, Justin Houston vaulted out of his chair and came up to me, and he was just talking about how much it meant to him. And his eyes looked at me like it was going right to my soul. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this guy's back. I mean, he's ready to roll. And he did not miss a single practice at uh, St. Joe. 
And so if he stays healthy, guys, he is on the cusp of having a special season. If anybody watched or listened to the game against New England, in that fourth quarter they could have put three guys on him and they weren't going to block him. He was a human acetylene torch and actually had Tom Brady shook which hasn't happened very often in Tom's career. No doubt about that. Mitch Holtis is our guest. Mitch, one more on that game. It, it seemed like uh, Belichick's going to try and take somebody out of that offense. Every, Regardless of what team they're playing, they're going to identify one guy. It seems as that guy was Travis Kelsey in week one. I'm assuming Kelsey's jumping out of his skin in anticipation of Sunday getting on the field against the Eagles. I don't know what Jim Schwartz will do. You know, he's kind of a blitz dude. He was the head coach of the Lions, and he's he's kind of a pressure dude, and they've got some really good guys up front to pressure with, notably Fletcher Cox, who Andy Reid drafted there. It was his last first-round pick. Uh, But one of the more poignant things that people haven't brought up about the victory over New England was the two-minute drive, 95 yards, Ken, for a touchdown at the end of the second quarter. It made a 17-7 game, 17-14. On that drive, and here's why I'm going to answer the question with that, there were 12 plays. Seven different players touched the ball, and an eighth was targeted on a defensive pass interference on New England that put the ball at the two. Eight different players targeted, seven touching. If you're going to take away Travis Kelsey, that's the difference in this Chiefs team this year. There's a lot more places they can go to hurt you. You kind of right now have to pick your poison with the Chiefs offense. Mitch, uh, last thing for me, I'll let Ken finish up with you here. Give us an overview, weekend, overreaction week. You know how it goes in the NFL. Uh, your yep. overview of the AFC West. Denver gets it done, even with the Chargers come back on Monday night. And Oakland, real nice road win against Tennessee. Yeah, Oakland looked good. Tennessee was the worst tackling team I've seen in a long time. I mean, they need to bring the donut out that Andy used in training camp at St. Joe and practice tackling. I think Oakland's good. I know that ESPN has anointed them as the champions of April, and <laughs> it's going to be very, very challenging against them, but the Chiefs are 11-1 and in the division yeah. against them. So, uh, I mean, 11-1 and against the AFC West, and, and uh, Derek Carr's four worst games have been against the Chiefs, the Chiefs, and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs. But nobody talks about that. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, I watched the Broncos-Chargers game, Trent, and I was just kind of numb watching it. I didn't know what to think. I was like, eh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know the Broncos' defense is really good. They've got some impact players. But, man, those two teams have changed a lot of personnel. And I do think the move for the Chargers has taken a toll on them. So I don't know about those two teams. I do know that the Raiders are tough, but I'm not sure that we're ready to pop champagne on them yet. I'm with you, Mitch, and as a Bronco fan, I've got to sit there kind of numb myself. Uh, You know, just one weekend, does it feel different? Go ahead, uh, does it? I mean, I think we're losing Mitch. Uh, yeah, like, what? What's he doing? Yeah, we're losing you, Mitch. Uh, you're you're so. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there you go. You're back now. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, uh, but just um, you, you make your point on the Broncos because we lost you throughout that whole uh, your whole piece there. Well, Simeon's just up and down, and I mean, it's this going to be a critical three or four weeks for him. Because it's still the Simeon of Northwestern where he's like, wow, this kid could be really good. And then he falters in the next two series or the next week. or It just never could piece 
A to B to C to D together, mm-hmm. and that would be the next step for Trevor. Mm-hmm. Does it feel different in Kansas City one week into the season, Mitch? I mean, it feels like this is a legitimate chance that this team has this year to really go a long way. Does it feel different early in the season? There's a, there's a well, this team expects to win. I told you guys that last Thursday. Uh, then, two, uh, there's confidence now in Andy Reid. They think, you know, they're looking at and nothing against Anthony Lynn or Vance Joseph, but they're Andy Reid versus those guys. I mean, you're talking, you know, they're 200 wins behind him. Right. Uh, and, and then this week is special. People need to know how special because it's Red Friday tomorrow. There will be a metro area of 2 million people that it's like the six-hour pep rally of the Earlham Cardinals. I mean, it's a really special day and week. I was in Omaha on Tuesday to kick off that Red Friday week in Springfield, Missouri. You'll see it around Des Moines, uh, Wichita, Kansas. There will be literally probably 4 million people that is going to treat it like it's this huge pep rally. That and the excitement around this team makes it a very special week. And the Chiefs are going to have to take care of business against a good Eagles team. You may, you've said the word special a lot. Uh, speaking of special, what kind of special is Donaldson cooking up this week? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go off the pizza grid this week. Because I talked to Tom and Matt and, the, and uh, Mark Harder and the managers. I'm going to talk about the managers of all the Papa John's in Iowa. Because they got committed to helping JDRF, you know, the Juvenile Diabetes yep. Research Foundation. They have raised thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars using the Papa John's conduit. This year alone, I just got word from them, 70% increase in the amount that they raised for JDRF over this past summer and into the early fall. And if you've ever been around like a T1D kid in, in Iowa, type 1 diabetic, and knowing just what they have to face, it's remarkable. It's why I love being hand-in-hand with those guys and gals, and it's why Papa John's of Iowa is way more than pizza. It's way more with those people, and it's, I'm just proud of them, what they've done for JDRF and other adventures. Well said, Mitch Holtis. We'll talk to you in a week. Thank you. See you guys. Take care. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs home and away all season long. Week two, Philadelphia. Who do they have after that? Let me just check here, Trent. I want to get their schedule up in front of me. I was just peeking at it. I was looking for that first Broncos game. Uh, it's not for a while. Monday nighter, the day before Halloween. Yeah, then they get there. So Eagles, then they go to Chargers. Mm-hmm. See, stop me when you, find their, when you think that there's a potential they get knocked off for the first time. Eagles this week. Could. I, I like the Eagles more than most do this you? week. I do. Okay. It's uh, home home opener. I'm going to give them a win. At Chargers. Not happening. Home to Washington. Win. At Houston. Win. Home to Pittsburgh. Whoa. That would be the one. Win. Okay. Yeah. At Oakland, week seven, Thursday night go. football. I, I know Mitch has told us about the success they've had against the Raiders, but I, Oakland really so – it's not because I like Tennessee. I wasn't on that bandwagon as much as many people. I was just more down on Oakland. They were way better than Tennessee. They were a lot better. Yeah, yeah I in was every very aspect impressed. of the yeah. game. Uh, week seven, going into Oakland, short week. You probably would have played Pittsburgh on Sunday mm-hmm. at home. That won't be a picnic. No. And then four days later, you got to fly to Oakland uh, and take on the Raiders and then the Broncos. That's how about this little streak? This four gamer right here before they're by, home to Pittsburgh, at Oakland, home to Denver, at Dallas. How about that four pack? 
And then after the bye week, you go on the road for the Giants, and, well, as much as they struggle offensively, that defense is good. Yeah, but there's I, I'm not buying your Giants. I know you keep trying to I'm sell trying, me every I'm day. I'm trying. After the bye week, Giants, Bills, Jets. Oh, that eases up. Yeah. But that four-game slot there, yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah. Oakland, Denver, Dallas, not easy. And the end of the schedule, last four, home for the Raiders, Chargers, Dolphins, and at Denver. We may be out of it at that point. No, don't say that. I'm sorry. Why would you say that? Well, my team's going to be out of it. They are. Your team's already out of it, just to let you know. It's very true. <laughs> we'll take a timeout. Stephen M. Sipple's team's not playing Black Fridays after a couple more years. Sipple have the Black Friday. Well, we think anyways. We're not real sure, but we know they're not going to be facing the Hawks uh, come, what, 2020. That's when it starts. Uh, that's when it'll start. We'll get to Stephen M. Sipple. He's coming up next. Right here, it's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon here as well as he is every Monday through Friday from noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn. Harvest. Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessen House? Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Water. Hey, it's me, Water. Ah, uh, look, about what happened in your apartment with a broken pipe. Um, I just wanted to apologize for ruining all your stuff, and I hope this can all just be some me under the bridge someday. Oh, and also, I'm not paying for anything. Okay, bye. Water never pays for water damage. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. We interrupt your broadcast to bring you this, a phenomenon from Wendy's that can only be described as a giant junior bacon cheeseburger. A delicious anomaly doubling the size and taste of Wendy's iconic junior bacon cheeseburger. Double the bacon, double the cheese, and good heavens, double the fresh, never frozen beef. And what's this? A Wendy's giant junior bacon cheeseburger with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5? Run, run to your nearest Wendy's. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, we'll include small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. This fall, pair style with savings at Pandora Jewelry. From September 14th to the 17th, get rewarded for shopping the looks you love at our Buy More, Save More event. Mix, match, and stack. And with savings up to 35%, you'll have the freedom to customize like never before. Shop the Buy More, Save More event now at Pandora Jewelry. While supplies last to participating retailers, selection may vary by store. Not valid with gift card or prior purchases. Spend must qualify before taxes and fees. Maximum discount 35%. See store for details. Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team 
reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will. Because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. We all know someone who has been impacted by this terrible disease. You can make a difference in the lives of these women. Join Susan G. Komen, Greater Iowa, on Saturday, October 28th in downtown Des Moines at the State Capitol Grounds for the 26th Annual Race for the Cure. Register online now at ComanGreaterIowa.org backslash DSM race. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself, Monday through Friday, noon to 2, talking local sports with you. Let's head west, shall we? All the way to Lincoln, Nebraska. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Uh, he joins us. Sip, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Stephen M. How are you? Good to be with you, Ken, and good to be with you, Trent. Uh, good to be I... with you, Stephen. It should be an interesting weekend again. No doubt. Hey, let's go back earlier in the week, Sip. Um, The the announcement that the Big Ten made scheduling-wise that Iowa and Nebraska are uh, going to end their Black Friday uh, game uh, in the final week of the regular season game starting in 2020. It seemed like it was a natural rivalry, at least an, I had an opportunity to become a, a rivalry, but the Big Ten saw otherwise. They're being proactive and they thought maybe they wanted to go in a different direction. What was the reaction in Nebraska to the fact that Iowa and Nebraska are moving off uh, of that week? Well, you hear a lot of negative reaction. I mean, I think there's probably other people that you hear the negative, right? You don't hear from the people that That's are okay. That's true. Yep. Um, I, I mean, Nebraska's played on Black Friday since 1990, and it's something that we we kind of considered 
in this state, I guess one of the kind of one of the staples of the program, so to speak. I don't know that you would say if you're a Nebraska fan, oh, we're very proud of our Black Friday tradition. It's I don't know if it's like that, but it was something that we've gotten used to, um, and so that that's a change. <laughs> I think that a lot of people liked it. I felt it was, I guess personally, I I thought those games were. Uh, I thought they made them a little more meaningful. I did. I felt like the, the stadium felt a little different. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't wild about it, but here's the thing. If you go back to when Nebraska joined the conference, those initials, initial schedules that came out had Nebraska and Iowa playing on Saturdays. And I, didn't, I don't remember any furor over it. Um, and then it, then it was subsequently moved. You know, the game was moved to Friday. I wouldn't be surprised that if, you know, in three years something trans. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually Nebraska's playing again on Friday. I don't. I, I wouldn't rule that out um, down the line. So I got a lot of mixed emotions about it. I, I don't get too wound up about schedule matters. Um, but I do. I, I think there are people who do around it. Well, and it seems, Sip, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, at least this is kind of how we got the feel of it back here, is that Mike Riley and, and Sean Eichhorst, the AD, that they weren't really too upset about moving away from Friday. No. And, and like you say, there's a, a good percentage of the fan base that kind of sees that as a rite of passage that Nebraska is going to play on Black Friday in a big game on national television. Uh, were you surprised right. that the AD and the head coach both had the uh, the same opinion that, you know, eh, if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. No, I'm not. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll address those independently. Mike Riley... I mean, he's always said, I mean, this isn't the first time he said, he just wants to play on Saturday. I mean, he doesn't like being out of routine. He doesn't like getting getting his team out of routine. So I was not surprised by Mike's reaction. I don't think that you could really expect Mike to understand that whole Black Friday thing and how people feel about it emotionally because Mike... This is only his third year in the state, and there so there there can be a kind of a disconnect on things like that between a relatively new head coach and a fan base, right? Yeah. And I think this is one of those instances where Mike, I don't think he under when he made his comments, I don't think he understands the the reaction that he might get. Mm. You know, there's a and, and you know what, I don't necessarily blame him for that. He and and I don't think that Mike. I mean, this is not. I think I got to be. I, I got to be very careful here. Mike always praises the fan base, and I know he feels fortunate to have the loyalty that he does. But in this instance, he just didn't really think about that. Sean Eichhorst, I, I don't think he has a. Uh, I mean, he. I think he's supporting his coach in some ways by saying his concern is for the health and welfare of the student-athletes, and, and in that regard, it's better to play on Saturday. When, when Sean says that, that might be a show of support for the head coach's position. Um, I don't think Sean is completely averse to playing on Friday. Well, let me stop you, um, Sip, because you, your colleague Brian Rosenthal, the Lincoln Journal star, just tweeted within the last 10 seconds, or so, at least that showed up on my feed, that he spoke to Sean Eichhorst apparently and said the Huskers will do everything possible to keep the Black Friday game 
beyond 2019. So maybe they are changing their tune. And he also will See, talk I'm after practice today. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. That, and maybe yeah, this is interesting because maybe it's a reaction to the negative reaction. I don't, I don't know that, but that, that's what it looks like. You know, Brian Rosenthal works for the athletic department now. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, now he works for the athletic department. He doesn't. He no longer works for the Journal Star. He is in a. He, he works for their website. So it looks a little bit like a reaction to the negative reaction, but I, I, although I'm not sure that's the case. Interesting. Well, let's get to the yeah, football great. field here uh, with you, Sip. Let's not even talk about the first half, shall we? Uh, just the second half, that's all that matters in uh, Lincoln right now? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are uh, pretty – I mean, that first half was a, was a train wreck. Yes. And it's caused a lot of – Oh, come on. I mean, it, it, it's caused a lot of hand-wringing here, as it should. You know, the black shirts. You mentioned it last week, and it every time I hear it, the, there's just something that bothers me about them still referred to as the black shirts. This is not the defense that was there through the 70s and 80s and 90s. This is, hasn't been that case for almost 15 years now. You go and giving up 70 points to Kansas on down, 42 points in the first half last week. Can we re- retire the moniker until maybe this group actually deserves the black shirt moniker? No, Trent, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that's the way traditions work. Um, traditions don't come and go with wins and losses necessarily. Um, so no, I wouldn't go that far. And they've, there's been instances, enough instances of that unit playing well over the years. Uh, to which you refer that it's fine. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't. I think that would be pretty rash. I mean, we're not talking about a team that suffered through, you know, a string of five and sevens or three and nine seasons or, you know, or you know, even a even worse. Nebraska's maintained at a pretty high level, even even during this kind of what we what we regard as a rough period. So no, I think that would be pretty rash to to remove that, <laughs> to go back on that tradition. And I just don't, Trent, I just don't think that's the way traditions work. Hmm. Sip, uh, Tanner Lee threw four picks, but he also threw three touchdowns, 252 yards, had his moments. Uh, two games into the Tanner Lee era at Nebraska, what would you say has gone well, and what would you say needs to get cleaned up? Well, he played pretty well against Arkansas State. I mean, I think he saw a lot of what, what people were excited about going into the season against Arkansas State. I thought against Oregon, down 42-14, to 14, he pressed in the second half quite a bit, probably reminiscent of his days at Tulane when Tulane was off and down. And he, he is, like I, I've, I've referred to it on your show before, he told one of the things I always remember him telling me is he did throw a lot of picks at Tulane. I think he threw 21 in two seasons in that range, and a lot of it was playing from behind, forcing throws, trying to get his team back into it, and I thought you saw some of that against Oregon. Um, and, you know, that, that I don't – but then again, there was a, at least a couple of those interceptions that weren't terrible. I mean, the first throw, for instance, hit off – it glanced off the Nebraska receiver's face mask. I mean, it was a pretty well-thrown ball. But he did – he didn't look great. 
Um, he's probably not looked as good as what a lot of what a lot of media thought, for instance. So now tomorrow, or excuse me, Saturday, what uh, what you're looking for, I think, is for Nebraska to settle into some sense of normalcy. And normalcy for Tanner would be getting in that 60% completion range, yep. um, cutting out the turnovers, um, settling into some sort of rhythm. He got into a rhythm, I thought, against Arkansas State, never really found much rhythm against Oregon. I think the theme for Nebraska and for Tanner Lee is just, just let's have some normalcy this week. Um, and I think if they do, they'll be okay. Hmm. Sip, last thing for you, around the uh, the Big Ten West in general, Northwestern looks as though maybe they're not going to be as good as some thought that they were going to be. Iowa, on the other hand, might be better than some, present company included, thought that they were going to be. Uh, it looks as though Nate Stanley's uh, got control of that offense, and Brian Ferentz has, has changed up a uh, kind of mundane Hawkeye offense. Your thoughts uh, on the Big Ten West through two weeks? What have you seen, either positive, negative, or both? I've I watched Iowa against Wyoming and they were about what I expected and maybe but a, maybe a little bit better defensively than I expected in the back end. Now I don't know how that went against Iowa State. I, I've only read about that game. I don't know how if they played well defensively. It didn't it didn't appear that they played as well. I don't have a great grasp on Iowa State though. So now I liked what I saw from Iowa. I like Fant, for instance. Yep. Fant. Um, he does give them a downfield threat. I always have liked Watts. I mean, I just, I think he's a good runner. I, I mean, I think he's a, I, I felt, I don't know, I always kind of, I would say I think he's a tough runner, and then I'd hear from people say, Sipple, quit saying Wadley's a tough runner. He's not that tough of a runner. And I'd be like, then I see him again, I think, you know what? He's a tough runner. I'm not going to go back on it. I like Wadley. I know he's not a big banger, but he hits things hard and runs with the sort of abandon that I really like, and I like that one-two punch there. I know James Butler's not putting up big numbers, but I like Butler. I like number 20. Um, so, and, I like, and I do like what I saw from, from the new kind of offense. Northwesterns, I don't, North, as far as Northwestern goes, I don't think they're getting what they thought up front that they get. They're not, their offensive line has struggled. That was an awful loss against Duke. Terrible. It was awful. I mean, it was, yeah, it was terrible. They, they got nothing going. Justin Jackson ran seven times for 18 yards. And it wasn't because he was hurt. He just They just got nothing going. Yeah. Um, I don't believe he was hurt. I mean, no, I, 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 I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything there either, Sip. I, I did. Hey, bud, listen, we're, the music's playing. We're out of time, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, as always, Stephen M. Thank you for the questions, and we'll do it again. I look forward to it. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star. Trent, what do you and Jimmy B. have it for? Uh, Coming up, we have Adam Kramer, Kegs and Eggs, College Football. The voice of the Cyclones, John Walters, will be by. And Wolfgang stops by for uh, an interesting conversation. Good stuff. Uh, The NFL game tonight, you can hear it right here. Cincinnati and Houston, if you're so inclined. Absolutely. Uh, We're back tomorrow, Football Friday here. Thank you for listening. Trent and I back every Monday through Friday from noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. 
Scott Graham from Westwood One with a preview of Thursday Night Football. Week two of the NFL season begins in Cincinnati as Andy Dalton and the Bengals play host to the Houston Texans. Both drop their openers in large part due to turnovers. Houston with four and Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton with four interceptions and a fumble. After the game, Dalton said the resulting loss to the Ravens is on him. And we felt like we knew the looks that we were getting. It wasn't like we were confused on the looks. It's just, you know, we, we didn't make any plays. And that's, it starts with me. It's all it's my fault. I uh, didn't play well at all and it didn't give us a chance to win. But we can't let it determine what happens in the seasons. For us, we have to come out and... If we can get a win on Thursday night, then we're, you know, we're not talking about this one anymore. Ian Eagle and Tony Baselli will have the call of the Texans at the Bengals on Thursday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. It's O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop in today and check out store-wide savings, plus earn double points on over 250 items. It's our way of saying thank you. If you're not already a member, sign up today during O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month. It's fast, easy, and free. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm not much of a dancer. Never have been. Not at weddings, not at concerts. Not even when my favorite song is on the radio. But there's something about seeing exactly what I ordered arrive at my facility's door the day after I ordered it. That gets my foot a tapping. That's why I love Granger. With 99% of in-stock items shipping the same day they're ordered, they get us what we need when we need it. Which means we keep moving and I keep grooving. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. With 20% back in rewards on color copies from Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence to leave behind presentations that customers will read, not recycle. The confidence to produce color manuals that'll keep your business in the black. The confidence that your financial forecast will no longer be partly cloudy. Show off your business in full color for less at Staples. Now get 20% back in rewards on color presentations, manuals, and copies. Staples, it's pro time. Visit staples.com slash 20 color. Expires 11417. Exclusion supply. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Special Olympics Iowa will host the annual West Des Moines Polar Plunge presented by Lincoln Savings Bank on Sunday, October the 15th at Jordan Creek Town Center in West Des Moines. The Polar Plunge is a 